This is the Dream is Free podcast, episode nine, I believe. I'm your host, Jake Healy. We have our other host and super producer, Mike Theophil. What up, what up? Very excited for our guest today. He's a uh, Bridgeport local native. His name is Harry Bell. He is the founder and director of the Color of Positive Thought nonprofit organization. So I, I was doing that to like take me from a place that I was at presently, but I needed to be somewhere else mentally. And by doing that, I was like in LA on a beach somewhere, even though uh, any, uh, any I was hearing gunshots and had to hide under the bed or something like that. But the time when I was doing that sketching and writing these quotes, I felt like I was on top of the world that We are back. This is the Dream is Free podcast, episode nine, I believe. I'm your host, Jake Healy. We have our other host and super producer, Mike Theophil. What up, what up? Very excited for our guest today. He's a uh, Bridgeport local native. His name is Harry Bell. He is the founder and director of the Color of Positive Thought nonprofit organization. And today he's coming in to... uh, Tell us about his story and tell us about his organization and all of the amazing things that they are up to. And I hope I, I did you justice with the introduction. Man, you did great. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, thanks thank, for having me. Thank no, you. Thanks for, for coming, coming bro. Appreciate it. When shit told me the story, it was like, dude, get him on ASAP. You yeah. know? I will, I, it's funny. I was at Harborview Market again. We, we got Harbor. a lot of guests from yeah. Harborview Market. Like, wow. I met some Shout cool people Harbor there. You was air hustling. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was creeping because I was sitting at the table next to them. And uh, I, I just heard you talking. And that the first that uh, the, con- the guy was running for Congress, he came and said hi to me and everything. And then he was sitting there. And then those other people showed up. And then you showed up. And you you come with an energy, though. I have to yeah, say. Yeah, he like, said that. When, yeah, as soon as you showed up and said hi to me, when I was sitting there, like you said hi to everybody there, I was like, all right, he's got a, a, Hell yeah. a, a positive energy to him, right? And then I'm sitting there. I'm working. But I, I'm right behind you. And I could hear you telling your story. And I was like, this is perfect for our podcast. We've Hell had, yeah. We've had a few different... Uh, People from nonprofit organizations come on. Uh, yeah, full it's, court it's piece. Funny, yeah. Uh, yeah. He does basketball. He'd actually be a cool person for you to meet. He does uh, we'll link him up. basketball court refurbishing in the projects and stuff. Mm. And in third world so countries. All, We're yeah, going third to world Cuba. countries. He goes to Cuba. Yeah, we'll be there December 5th through the 7th. His main focus is Connecticut cities. So, like, that he's from Connecticut. So, he gets outside communities involved with, in, you know, inner city communities to mm. refurbish basketball courts and stuff. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. I live in Trumbull. Well, I was born and raised in Trumbull Gardens, and um, our our our, our uh, basketball court needs some refurbishing. So, so we'll please link up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ching, yeah. link yeah. us up, man. Yeah, maybe that's and we're, we we want to go do a basketball court with them. So yeah. maybe that's the one that we'll go do. Go, yeah, we'll, do it together. Yeah. Cool. yeah, we'll make that happen here. We had uh, this other guy, Danny Vieira, on who says he knows you, not. Well, but he says he knows you and like what you're doing and stuff. He runs a nonprofit helping children with cancer. He came on. He has a, a really cool story too. Wow, cool. Yeah, so it'd be. Link, I'd like We're to, all to about, link you up with yeah. both of them. They probably have a lot of advice they could share with you too. They've yeah. been doing the nonprofit stuff for a while, so. And they're just like really spiritual. Yeah, they're good guys to like talk just good to. People, you know what know, I mean? Yeah. yeah, motivators. They're positive. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense because uh, in my first book, I do have a page that reflects on cancer. Okay. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, how to bring the best out of dark situations. Perfect. Yeah. Damn. And this is how this actual book came apart yeah. out of a dark situation. Yeah. So let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's get, get into popping. this. Why don't you tell us about yourself mm-hmm. first, what, what your story is and what led you to starting this organization? Well, I'm going to do my best to sum up a movie in a couple seconds. You know? Okay. <laughs> that I'll direct yeah. one day. Yeah, take your, take your time. Like, you know, you, you can give us the, the long version too. We're good. <laughs> nah, yeah. I got yeah. you. Well, um, again, I grew up in Trumbull Gardens. Um, Which is a, pro- a, house, a project. People don't know. Yeah, people don't know. Yes. People might, I call it Trumbull Gardens. Other people might call it the Terrace. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's not actually not too far from here. It's a hop, skip, and a jump away yeah. from um, from this location we have today. But, um, yeah, I grew up in Trumbull Gardens, the Terrace, uh, one of the um, high crime 
uh, places in Bridgeport. Um, I grew up there for 36 years. I'm actually 36. I just bought a condo a couple blocks over. Hey, um, congrats, so, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, but uh, I grew up in Trumbull Gardens, and growing up in Trumbull Gardens was hard. And just the outside part was hard, but my story me entering the world was kind of hard too. My mother was addicted to drugs and she um, gave me to her sister to raise me. Um, During that time, uh, I was being raised by my aunt who always kept me feeling like I was one of hers. Mm. But mentally as a kid, uh, seeing your birth mom outside um, being uh, high off of drugs and trying to come give you a hug and kiss in front of your friends. And uh, you're probably like maybe five or seven years old. And she's saying, I'm, oh, you know, I'm your real mom and things of that nature. And she's um, intoxicated because back in the eighties, that's that was a real high drug era. And, um, and it got the best of my moms. Uh, when I was young, I didn't understand, but today I thank her because by her giving me up, gave me a chance and it actually made me who I am today. And I'm um, accomplished so much, and that's the reason why I'm on this show. So um, may she rest in peace. Her name is Elizabeth Bell. But um, yeah, she died when I was probably like in the uh, seventh grade. Mm. But um, like I said, I grew up in a household where I had a brother who was actually my cousin, a sister who was actually my cousin, but we grew up calling each other brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt like the black sheep, and literally, I pro- I was the black sheep, not because a way I was being treated. Mm-hmm. It was just the way I felt in the inside, due to the fact that that's not my this is not my mom, like this is not my real brother and sister. So it was like an inner thing that I had to go through. Now, and I used to wonder why I used to see movies and kids find out they adopted when they older. And I'd be like, that's wrong. But when I think about it now, I know why. Because right. it'll have you like I was as a cow, as a kid, lost. Right. So um, so uh, I, I used to like, my, mom, my older brother, he's probably like five or six years older than me. And it, it, little things that used to like trigger me to think crazy as of like, say if he wanted to stay out longer and my mom, who I, who's really my aunt, but watched me grow and took me from the hospital. And um, and I and he asked her, can she go He go outside? And she'd be like, yeah, you can go outside. Then I'll ask her, can I go outside? And she'd be like, no. First thing that comes to my mind is why? Because I'm not your real son? Not knowing that I'm younger than him. Right. So, so things just like- Just always compare that to, yeah, to what's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, so it was like I was like battling something inside that I didn't know how to battle. I was only like seven years old. So I didn't know how to- fight that so I kept all of that within when I was older um I used to sketch and I used to write uh little quotes to go with the sketch so it was like stick figure bobblehead things of uh kids doing something positive um and I would write a quote that kind of exemplified the sketch so I I was doing that to like take me from a place that I was at presently, but I needed to be somewhere else mentally. And by doing that, I was like in LA on a beach somewhere, even though uh, any, uh, any I was hearing gunshots and had to hide mm. under the bed or something like that. But the time when I was doing that sketching and writing these quotes, I felt like I was on top of the world that um, I grew up in the White House or uh, I grew up in a beautiful home because that took me somewhere so your imagination yes 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 i let my mind my imagination go and um fast forward maybe um uh 15 years later i had um i have a son my son uh was diagnosed with type one diabetes. He's gonna he's gonna hurt me for saying that he hates this story, but mm. this story is a part of him. This book is him. Like, you right. know what I mean? So I out he gonna he don't like me bringing that part up, but I'm I'm giving you guys the real. Yeah. Right. And fast forward again. So it's 15 years 
ahead, and my son was he's about nine years old. He's 16 now. He was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Back then, my son was a fan of coloring. I know that my son loved the color. So I wanted to do something to, like, uplift him. I wanted to do something to make him feel like everything was going to be all right during this traumatic moment that we have to go through together. Was he was he struggling with the when he got diabetes? Like, was he? The craziest thing, I was struggling more than him. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I think that uh, he was stronger than me at that moment. Okay. But at the end of the day, I was just being a parent. Right. And trying to, like, uh, be the Superman saying, nothing, you're going to be okay. We got this. I'm going to create something for you to get your mind off of it. But I was really telling myself as well that I'm going to be okay because I was hurting in the inside because I didn't want to have to deal with the fact that my son's life has to change. Right. Because uh, reality, when you uh, face with something like diabetes, it's a life-changing thing. Yeah. Right. So we actually, our yeah. first person that we had on. Dr. Atar. Dr. Atar is a naturopathic physician. Yeah. He was, he was in the military, living in Europe. He's a captain in the U.S. Army and diagnosed with diabetes, type 1 diabetes, and, you know, had to medically retire from the military. And really, like, he got obsessed with diet and, mm-hmm. and how everything works. But it's just it's just funny how it comes Yeah, back. it all comes, <laughs> it comes together back in the full show. circle, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so back at it. So, uh, my, so I wanted to look for a coloring book due to the fact back then my son was in love with coloring. So I wanted to look for a coloring book that hits three pillars, fun, educational, and empowering. I looked on um, YouTube. I looked on, uh, like I said, YouTube. I looked on uh, everywhere um, to find where can I find a coloring book, Walmart, and all places, stores like that that sell coloring book that target these three things, fun, education, and empowering. And I couldn't find a coloring book that specifically boils down to them three things. So I said to myself, let me go back to my my quotes. Right. After a while, I was looking. I'm like, you know what? Something like a light bulb, ping, just went off in my head and said, go back to your quotes. So they was in a shoebox in, in my closet. And they, uh, I went in there, I dust the shoebox off because, remind you, them things is like 20 years old, 15 years old. Uh, I haven't wrote a quote prior to uh, then in like about 15 years, you know? Thank God uh, you yeah, saved them yeah, too. Yeah, I saved them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saved them. So I brought all the quotes. I had maybe about 15 pages and I brought them and I put them on the table and I said, I can make my son a coloring book out these quotes. So it was a guy that I know by the name of Solomon Stanley. He probably lived maybe three doors down from me in, in the terrace. And he was um oh he about six years, seven. He grew up with my brother, maybe a little older. And and um he was a great artist. He used to be making shirts and with graffiti on it mm. and things like that. He's just a talented dude. Just just taught himself, I believe. No no schooling or nothing, just in him to be a great artist and the raw talent. Yes, the raw talent. So I called him over here one day. I says, yo, Sal, I got 14 pictures. Can you, I'll pay you to take these pictures and broaden them for me. Make these pictures into like characters, bubble characters. Um, A week went by, he came back and he had these pictures that looked amazing. I was like, I was, I was blown away, but that wasn't, that was just the beginning because now I needed to put these in book format. I didn't know nothing about that, but I tell you, um, God will put the right people in front of you at the right time. I believe that brother. Seriously. When you're seeking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. You ever read, (laughs) you ever read the alchemist? You ever read the book, the alchemist? Nah. Okay, you got to read. Got to read the book, that's, Alchemist, because that's your next read. <laughs> what you just said it's it's a very like spiritual book. It's about following the omens, and there's one quote out of the book. I'm gonna probably paraphrase it. Yeah, but definitely, it's all right. There's there's a young kid, and he's talking about he's talking to this, this old wise king, and the king says, you know, when you 
are trying to to do something in life, right? If, if you sincerely want to do that, the entire universe, universe yep. will conspire to help you achieve what you're trying to do. Right. Wow. If you know? all your being is in it. Yeah. Wow. All right. of it. You can't, I agree. It can't be half, can't be 90. It has to be 100. Yeah. I get it. I, and I was 100% because look how things worked out. Back then, I was an armed guard for the University of Bridgeport. Okay. Yo, shout out UB. Mike went I'm there. A knight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was S three. Okay. <laughs> I, I my job was to escort students um, to like uh, Walgreens and bring them back mm, to campus. Mm -hmm. Some of them lived off campus because back then when I was there, there was a lot of uh, incident with them getting robbed and things mm. like that. Oh, okay. So I was an armed guard to Go actually escort yeah, them. Yeah, you. yeah. Okay. So I had to escort them. <laughs> So like I said, some of them, they had night classes. I had to bring them. Some of them live off campus. So I bring them to campus and bring them back, uh, uh, bring them home. So one of the, um, the, uh, the bike drivers that, um, who was a guard, because you got the arm, you got the arm guards and you got the individuals that, the bicycle, uh, the guys. bicycle guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So his name is Ed Hernandez. So one day he, um, he got in a car with me. I was going to bring him over there to ABC, to the ABC dot, ABCD side um, of UB. That's over there on the Iraniston side. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was like, uh, he was just telling me how, you know, older guy, he probably like was in his 50s, saying how he got a degree in graphic design. Wow. And I'm like, what? That's crazy, bro. <laughs> I said, I need you. He said, what you need? Uh, I The next day I, when I went to work, I brung my uh, artwork to him, and I said, can you put this in book format for me. This is the artwork from Sal? Yeah, from okay. Sal. Yeah. I said, can you put this in book back book format for me? And he said, I got you. And he said, um, I just need one thing. How how um what do you want the cover to be? I said, uh, my son's face on the cover. This is when he was nine years old. Okay. My son's face on the cover. So uh, I put my and my again my son he can, oh my god he, he, <laughs> I, I, I sold over fifteen thousand books wow. with, with, with his, his face, face on the cover and he's mad at you <laughs> he, yes and he, you know how many Jordans he got right. he's mad at me he only right. mad at me when it comes to things like this but when yeah. it's, when it's beneficial to him he loves me dad I need this <laughs> daddy I need yeah. that yeah but it, it, it was it was so crazy that's it was awesome. it was real because like I said I grew up in Trumbull Gardens and that's a predominant drug selling area right and i remember people thought i was crazy but i, I used the metaphor of master p i remember i was a big master p fan mm. and master p i remember i was watching his biography and i remember he said he he loaded up his he had a white lexus and he called it the ice cream truck and he looked and and that was his first i think his album was called the ice cream man mm. yeah. and um he Loaded his trunk, his whole car, full with CDs, and he just went right, right into different states, and sold his CD. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't go as far as right into a whole bunch of states, but I loaded my truck with coloring books, and I would go from town, to, no, my neighboring towns, and sell stuff. But I remember I I used to be on the same block. Where people were selling drugs. And you're selling coloring books. And I'm books. selling coloring books. Yeah, that's powerful. Wow, that's powerful, bro. I Seriously. I remember one time, this is uh, the dead honest truth. I never told this on a platform like this yet. I remember it was this guy. He was uh, doing this thing to survive. Um, uh, and uh, his customer, a lady, she just finished buying some illegal drugs from him. And she looked at me and she said, you're the coloring book guy. She said, I have $3. Can I get a coloring book? Oh, wow. That right there mm -hmm. kind of like changed my mind as if like I really have something here. Right. I really have something here. Yeah, she was willing to spend. She's drug addicted, willing to spend her last three dollars to hopefully bring one of these books home to her kid. Went to her. She said, "I want to bring it to my daughter." Wow. So, um, it's powerful. I just had to tell that story. No, thank was, you. I guess it was flowing what yeah. we was talking about. Oh, that's Absolutely. the spirit. Yeah, yeah. the that's omens. The you gotta look out yeah. for it. Yeah. So back to my friend Ed. 
he he did he he put it in book format, put my son cover on the um, my son picture as the cover, and I had me a book. Now, I needed funds to get this book going, and um, back when I was younger, I have a mentor. His name is Howard Owens. His um his father yes his father is Judge Howard Owens, and God bless his death. He passed away, but. I remember telling the they used to live on Brooklong, and that's maybe mm-hmm. like five minutes away yep. from where I live at. And I used to spend my summers in there. They had this beautiful home. Um, it had an elevator, and I thought I was in a mansion. It was just like I said, with five three minutes away from my home, but, but another world. It was yeah. a whole another world. I, I met so many people just by staying at their house in the summer. So I remember I told the judge one day. I said, Judge, I got something here, but um. I need some uh, capital, to, some get capital to get it going. He wrote me a check for five hundred dollars. Uh, that five hundred dollars, um, I spent it with um, uh, tech. You know, it's the school or Biller Havens. Yeah, yeah, Biller Havens. I, I, um, I went to the print department and they printed my first like five hundred books. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. So I went there. Shout out Bullard Haven. Yeah. Yeah. I went there and I got my books um, printed and I was just on a mission ever since then. Like I said, I probably all together right now, I probably sold maybe a little over 30,000 books Mm. um, independently. Wow. With no, with no backend or nothing, just through Facebook. You listening to Mark Cuban? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and this is since it's uh been six years yes six years right yeah okay about so you've been six doing years this since like wow. 2014 yeah probably a little earlier than that 12 yeah mm-hmm. Got it. yep so so when but when i had my son face on the cover right it's a crazy story my son was in my son used to it's only 12 pages my son will take that book with him Wherever he went, he done color, got food stains all mm-hmm. on the coloring book. But that was his book. He said, still have da- it? Yeah. Still my, has it? Yeah. He still has it. I actually have it in a safe. Good. Yeah. So, I was going to say, bro, yeah. that thing's going <laughs> to be where yeah. the, the original copy. <laughs> Woo! It was, it was, man, I'm telling you, it was ripped up and everything. So my, I get a call from his teacher and she said, um, Mr. Bell, can you come to the school? Uh, I said, what did my son do? (laughs) She said, nah, nah, just come to the school. So I went to the school and she said to me, your son got this coloring book and he told me you created this book for him. And I'm telling him that this book come from Scholastics. Right. And I'm saying, nah, that's my book. I said, Mm -hmm. I created it for him. This is the book, by the way. You got this. Mm -hmm. That's actually two. Hold on, say there, Jacob. Mm -hmm. There you go. A little bit lower. There you go. Hey, yo. This is Color of Positive Thought 2. So this is the second edition. Yeah. It looks like your son and, has uh, some friends. Yeah. On, on the back cover, <laughs> it says, with every negative situation, there's a positive way out. Harry A. Bell. That's yeah. a quote from him. We're going to. That's fire. Start <laughs> dropping that one on the Hell podcast, yeah. too. <laughs> 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 Definitely. Drop a bomb on that quote. Yeah. yeah facts. <laughs> so she had, she had you come to the school? So she had like, me. Yes. Yeah, she had me come to the school. I went to the school. She like, once she realizes mine, she said, can you please uh, supply each kid with a book and talk about the pages that made you come up with the pages? Because every page in that book is something that I went through and a, a negative switch that I went through and overcame it with a positive. Or if I didn't go through it, my friend went through it. What's like, uh, give us an example. Um, uh, um, I got one in here. Let me see. Let me look through this. It says, the quick way is not the best way. And talking about it. Yes. And 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 if on a, it's like a picture, but it's like cut in half. So it's a young man, he's scratching his head, and it's a kid with um with a bag, and he got a, a gold watch on, he got rings on, and he's trying to get this kid to uh actually take this bag to make some quick money. So it's a thought bubble and it's the, uh, the kid in a cell in the thought bubble. And on the bottom, 
it's a kid uh, get reaching his hand is out and he's getting a paycheck from sweeping here in the barbershop. Mm. That was me. I grew up in a barbershop. I um, swept here before my whole uh, pre-teen until I graduated from barber school and got my license and I was cutting hair. But I was offered so many times a quick way to get money, mm. to sell drugs, to do things like that where that will end up, have me end up in jail. So I took a positive way out. Maybe I got the money slower, but I felt good when I got that paycheck. And it brought wow. you to where you are today. That, yeah. And that's exactly where I'm at today. And I'm saying people that... um encourage me to sell drug now they come to me asking for community service hours wow wow that is <laughs> <Yeah>. crazy <laughs> so, so aside from uh no i'm very very powerful um is. aside from the actual coloring books though you're somewhat of like a your community figure you yeah know what i mean like i i've followed along on on social media and everything you do food drives right yeah you you bring large companies in the area mm -hmm. and politicians and everybody together to yeah. help back your cause, which is not just the coloring book. It's it started with the coloring book, but it, it just, just snowball. Yeah. It snowball into programs. I was, I remind you, I just became nonprofit status. I was doing this for about seven years without being a nonprofit status. What happened was I was, I was so comfortable with just, being able to put smiles on kids' face and helping my community, helping people in the city of Bridgeport with little small donations. Right. So you know, um, I was I, I was be I was consistent with. It, it, it's crazy because it'll be people that I never met in my life hitting me up on Facebook. They don't even look like me. You know, um, they, they 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 don't they don't come from the same origin I come from or nothing, but they will. Contact me on Facebook and says and say, do you have a cash app or something or a Vimo or whatever? Hey, go four hundred dollars. I want to support your cause. Um, I want to do something for your community. Wow. I want to do something. Wow. And I've been I was I was able to do events like this for seven years straight, consistently with just the help of your average Joe and Sandy. Just hitting you up, asking, hitting me up. Just saying, how can I do it? Because one thing about me, I always let the... So it seemed like the way I am on Facebook, I make it as people grow with me. Right. So I, I put it out there. If I'm going to... If I'm having an event and I got to go get hot dogs, hamburgers from the store, You're I'm smart. on live. Yeah. Going getting hot dogs, smart. hamburgers, and all that stuff from the store. I, I want people to actually say, I live... His come up with him, and he's been that same humble guy from day one. So yeah. at the end of the day, my success is our success because you watch me, and we did it together, and we all was blessed throughout the time. Right. Yes. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's powerful stuff. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So tell us a little bit about the like you know you just did the the food drive in. Trumbull Gardens, right? In the terrace. Yeah. Right? So what happened was it's so crazy. Let me tell you how all this food came up, come along, mm -hmm. came along. It's sometimes they say, you know, um, God will bless you during um your darkest hours. I think I got huge due to the fact of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. and, and, and 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 I'm not using it as like a win, but what happened was I, I, when the coronavirus hit back a uh, uh, month ago in the beginning, there was no one outside. Right. Everybody was yeah, scared. Uh, yeah, a little, a, 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 a little cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was, was like scared and not scared in a way, um, a, a bad way, just saying they don't want to get sick. Yeah, and I understand that. Right. But what happened was it was me and my friend named Malik. Um, First, it, first, it what happened with that? I got a, a deal with Trader Joe's in Fairfield. This this young girl I watched grow up. Her name is Shamanda. She works at Trader Joe's, and she seen me like just doing stuff for the community. So she said, Trader Joe's want to give you food 
to help out. Mm. So what I would do is I'll they I'll got a, I'll grab my buddy who got a pickup truck. I'll go to Trader Joe's and I'll get uh uh, uh they give me maybe sixty boxes full of uh meats, produce, wow. vegetables, all types of stuff. Shout out Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah. and the girl that works there. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, maybe yeah. I could help out here. All types of stuff. Yeah, all types of stuff. And I'll load it in my pickup truck and I'll go to every side of town and I'll go on live and say, I'm I'm in PT. Come out right now, free produce, pop-up market. Mm. And I was doing it for weeks, 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 months straight. I'll go to another project. I'm over here, color repository, pop-up market. Just going and and and, I, and and it was just going, it became a big thing on Facebook. So people started gravitating towards me. People started following my page to wait till I just pop up and have this pickup truck and they just come get free food. So this lady by the name of um Amy Stefanowski. Amy Stefanowski is the wife of Bob Stefanowski, who ran for governor. Okay. She reached out to me and said, Um, I got a friend who can help you and they can help you feed more people. And I'm like, cool, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So she, the, the lady called me and prior to that too, I met this guy named Malik who worked for um, this church based foundation. And we started giving out a hundred hot meals for free every Wednesday. Wow. So that just blew up Is me that and him. Bridgeport Rescue Mission? No, not okay. Bridgeport Rescue. It's called um Churches of Council. Okay. Yeah. Um Bridgeport Rescue Mission came in between because of all the hype all right. the publicity they that I was getting with. They said we need to get in on this. Yeah, so they <laughs> so they reached to me, they reached out to me, um, Miss Pope, and now I do groceries and Trumbull Garden teamed up with them every uh wow. other Tuesday. Wow. So it's amazing, dude. So back to Amy. So Amy said, I have a friend that will help you out. This lady name is Karen Thomas. She is the director of Helping Hands Family to Farmers. What it is is that, so she said, she reached out to me. She said, give me information. I got some food for you. So I'm like, okay, I'm thinking it's like another uh, 80 boxes or something like that. Um, um, and, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So she called me and she said, send me your email. I sent her the email. It was 1,500 uh, 20-pound boxes of fresh produce, vegetables, and things to that nature. Wow. She said, will you be able to handle this? <laughs> I said yes <laughs> before I knew where I was going to store this at yeah. or anything. I, I um yeah. it, I remember it was my son it was my son's birthday, and I said to my son I said, give me I said don't be mad I'm, I'm I gotta make some fun we was at uh um at a restaurant in a mall and I said uh give me the cheesecake factory I said give me a give me some time I need to make these calls and my son was cool with it so I made some calls to uh. Um, Scott Wilderman from um, first I made a couple calls and people was just so scared of the quantity and they and they and they like try to like talk me down gotcha. so I just hung up on them real quick mm-hmm. now I don't need that not negative yeah. that. I'm not accepting that yep back up devil back up yeah, yeah. I don't need that facts so Love I said it. you know what I went to uh, Scott Wilderman from Career Resource and he called Doug Wade who is a friend of his who have the dairy company on Barnum. Yeah. yeah. And, and Doug got a big storage spot with freezers and all that stuff. So, uh, we made it happen and we've been doing it now for about, uh, we did it like two times. I just signed the deal today and I will be bringing in 3000, uh, boxes every Saturday, starting this Saturday to the end of October. So it's four, two trucks, 1,500 on these truck boxes, 30 pounds, meat, vegetables, produce, milk, dairy, cheese, all that stuff. To the terrace? 
No, uh, it's too big. <laughs> it's too big for the tears. So we doing it at Wade. It's a citywide thing. Oh, so you're gonna do it out to the yeah. City. So yeah, we've been doing that wow. for a few times now. So everybody from the city could just come out and uh, grab them a box or two. Cool. That's grab and awesome, go. dude. That's amazing. Hell yeah. And what time is that on Saturdays? Uh, seven o'clock to I say ten, but we usually give another hour. Got it. That's amazing. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, one couple things going through my mind is like how crazy it is that so so I live right by Harborview Market, you know, mm-hmm. in Blackrock, mm-hmm. and then it's just it blows my mind sometimes like from where I live to three streets over how much different it is to live like in pt barnum you know it's the, it's yeah. the largest poorest project in connecticut yes. you know so it's just our other friend mike that we had on here like talking about just like the area that we live in like the the economic gap between town to town but even just between two streets you yeah know what i mean if yeah. you're on one side of ellsworth it's one yeah one world if you're on the other side of ellsworth it's like completely different world over there you know and it's it's just like crazy to think like people that live right down the street from me, right, yeah. are struggling to just even eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Below the poverty line and everything. That was my first time actually going to that market. I never knew that market, heard of that market or anything. Wow. And and, and I've been living in, in Bridgeport for 30 years. Oh, Harborview Market, yeah. And that's my first time I never knew. Yeah, uh, it's a little hidden gem. <laughs> yeah, I never knew that it even existed. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. It's just that. Um, and that's what I do at Color of Positive Thought, too. Um, we do trips. Like I um not too long ago I took maybe maybe a few maybe about last month I took maybe seventeen kids camping for uh the weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. um, awesome. uh, um, I do rugby too. I'm I'm the rugby coordinator for uh Cobra Rugby called City of Bridgeport Rugby Alliance. I teamed up with a guy named Bob Elder who runs the Fairfield Rugby um Cobra part, and he wanted to get some Bridgeport kids involved. And um, we've been doing that for almost two years now. We take kids on trips. That's um, awesome. Uh, like I said, we went uh, we went to a camp in a cabin, like I said, maybe 16 kids about a month ago. And the ca- we was up in, um, right up in uh, Monroe. Okay. Yeah, Mon- right Monroe. Seven, yeah, yeah we, went, we went right up in there. And them kids, like, when they went in there, they were like, they never been here before. They never, like, it's like, it's like they was in a whole nother world. Right, right. like another yeah. country. Yeah, yes. It was, it was totally like... It was something, and, and these kids, a lot of them, because I work for the school system now. Okay. I'm the head mentor. I run my program through the school system now. Um, the superintendent, uh, Michael Testani, he uh, for, uh, he was coming to my events, and I was saying, and, and it was strange because I'm like, wow, the superintendent had been, been following me. He's coming to my events and stuff like that. And then I didn't know that he was already had in his mind that he wanted to, he wanted my program to uh, be adopted by the school system and I'd be the head mentor because I started off as a guard. Right. Security yeah. guard. Yeah, security officer in the, for the schools. Um, now I run the mentoring program. District wide. Yeah. That's fire, dude. What's, um, the other, the other thing I'm thinking is, so, so obviously like there's a major issue, right? With inner city, especially in the, in the, in the projects and everything mm-hmm. with, you know, crime, violence drugs and you being from like from there and so on so making it out you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that you know you, you you've risen above it and you're like i'm staying positive and i'm going to do something to impact my community yeah what's what do you think like the in the in the big picture what the the solution for everything is you have any ideas on it yeah i me what i think i think that we it's a lot of people that do what I do in the city. So, what I what I my my solution is for them to just keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. Don't get discouraged. Keep doing what you're doing because there there are some kids who are looking at us as that beacon of hope. So we we just need to keep going forward because violence is going to play a part no matter what. Right. No matter what, you mm-hmm. know. So my thing, and and but the crazy thing. I just like to start young because I grow with the kids, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, I, I, it seemed like when they're younger, they're more prone to listen. Hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Definitely. So that's why I work with younger kids and I grow, and I, I don't leave them 
when they get older, I grow with them. I grow mm-hmm. with them. So I try to stay with uh with the crowd that I'm catering to and watch them grow because I think if you be consistent with them, they will understand that you care. A lot of people are not consistent. Right. And a lot of people are not a hundred percent real into changing these kids. Um, I remember not too long ago, I met a kid and he's like, I like what you're doing, but I just don't want to, I, I, I don't want to open up to you. And I'm like, why? What's up, bro? He's like, I mean, I just don't want to open up to you, man. I'm like, cool, forget it. You don't got to open up to me. So, um, I, 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 every day I see him, I'm like, man, I'm going, I'm doing rugby. Um, I also have a selling camp too. I partner up with, um, with, uh, uh Captain Coles. Um, Beth from Selway. Yep. And I bring, wow, yeah, I, I do selling every summer. I had a hundred kids prior to last COVID, summer. Yeah. Um, but this COVID, we only had 25, but I've been doing it for almost three, three summers. Teach uh, kids sailing. Yeah. I, I, I get kids out of the projects and wow. we teach them to go selling and stuff like that at Captain Coles. Yeah. Shout out to Beth from Selway, Captain Sher- Coles. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That's, yeah. Think, that's amazing. I think you have the right idea. It's like showing, cause, cause sometimes when you're in it, you know what yeah. I mean? It's so hard to see that there's a way out of it. Yeah. You know, especially like when it when it's in the projects mm-hmm. and everywhere around you, you grow up yeah. in that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just what you know. It's what you're comfortable with, but yeah. not being able to see like that there's a world outside of that. You know what I mean? That like you can leave and like you can do other things and I and think, that's exactly why because yeah. you know see people always used to laugh at me and say because I do tennis too. I got a tennis camp too. Yeah. I do and people used to always laugh at me saying why. Do I do these sports that's not normal to our kids? Right. Like, um, yeah. like, black, like black people don't play. Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I've noticed the <laughs> yes. theme here. Yes. I, you know what I mean? And I, black people don't go, camp, right. go, they don't go, go sailing. They don't go sailing or yeah. nothing like yeah. that. But it's a bigger picture that right. I'm trying to capture. Yeah. Right. See what it is. It's just and you make connections. Access. Yeah, you make connections with yeah. other Lack people, of access. Too. Yes. That's the thing. People think it's like, Oh, black people don't play yeah. these sports. It's like actually, no, they, they they do. It's just they don't have access at a young age to do yes. that. To sailboats. Right. To sailboats. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, you'll catch some kid like, man, you crazy man. Yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> I went back to the hood, man. Give me give me a basketball. I ain't gonna no yeah, sell it. Yeah. But yeah. you have some kids who that gravitate. You gravitate to it. But the biggest see the what the picture I'm trying to capture is that a lot of minority kids are they 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 stuck in a box. Mm-hmm. They are they they only deal with people that they grew up with. So um, they 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 they're not so quick to try new things. So by me bringing these things that's unnormal to them, I'm actually getting them ready to be able to accept new things when they get older. Right. And that and that's the thing, that's the goal that we at Color of Positive Thought try to push. We want them to be able, like, you know what? Hold on. You know what? I didn't like how I, I thought I wasn't gonna like that. I didn't even want to try it. But now I like it. You know what? Now, when I was younger, I did that with Mr. Bell and I tried something new and, and I enjoyed it. So now I'm older. Um let me try this because you never know what could happen because I didn't like selling and, and I love going selling now. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, for yeah. real. I mean, just I think we Powerful. need more people like yeah, like, like yourself. Yeah, in inner city communities, you know, showing people that there's there's other things I mean, you can do. You're not a hip hop artist, so like you're not Nipsey in that sense. But like you really remind me of Nipsey in a sense of like someone who's from the hood went and you know did his thing, but he didn't leave. You know, he mm-hmm. stayed put and he and he, he reinvested and and made his home better. Yeah. Way better, you know what yeah. I mean? So, dude, yeah, Jake's right. We need more people like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Mike from Full Court Peace, he He's has someone you got to link the, up. Yeah, you got to link up with him because he has the same kind of idea. It's like, let me get four or five kids from Westport and bring them to the terrace. Get four or five kids from the terrace and link and them up. Link up, link them up. Start, you know, fix up a basketball court, court, start playing basketball, and get everybody like these communities intertwined. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Like, Bring bring everybody together. But it, but let me let me let me let me let me say this too because I don't want people to think that um I didn't struggle getting to where I'm at. Right. No, meaning no, I highly yeah I yeah. highly doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> meaning that there was some 
uh, stones Trial, that, yeah, that I had to I, I had to go through. Like I remember. Um, well, I mean, you you started out with the odds against you. Yeah, yeah. But From when I'm day one, literally. Yeah. You know? But what I'm saying is that I remember, like me, I will take, and people thought I was crazy. I will take ten kids from the hood, pack them in my car, and we'll go out to eat somewhere. Right. And I kept doing this consistently. But do you know how many times that I went out and they started fighting in the restaurant? Mm. Most people will be like, you know, I ain't taking these. No, I'm done. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. That was I early on. That's yes. how you started. You're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't have to break up fights and things to that nature. I don't bring these kids around uh, people that um that can help them and take them to another level. Yeah, and they stole wallets and things to that nature. Right. But I did not give up on them. Right. I chastised them. Right. But I did not give up on. Them. I still. I said, you know what? We 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 gonna do it again. Hopefully, you won't do it the next time. And maybe they did do it the next time. We gonna do it again. I hope you don't do it the next time. Eventually, I can take them same kids out, and we and these kids are totally different. Right. Well, you don't totally you don't different. give up on them, right? Well, so yeah. a lot of people are probably used to like, okay, you know. You know, I did this, this person, you know, they gave up on me now, right? Especially like in the school system and stuff, like just that, that yeah. over that failing and failing and failing and failing and people, people just giving give up. up on you. Yeah. Like you don't, you never gave up. You, you said, you know what that yeah. is? Yeah. That's, that's unconditional love right there. Yeah. That's what yeah. that is. For the community though. Right. Yeah. And that was, and again, I have a 16 year old son, um, that is the peers to some of the kids that I'm dealing with. So, you know, my, my better that I want for my son, I share that with the kids that I deal with as well. So I'm looking at them as as if they're one of mine. And, and on top of that, them kids was me at one point. Right. And I was just yeah. going to say that actually, you know, kind of really, you could relate to that a lot growing up with your cousins mm -hmm. and those are your brothers and sisters. We're step brothers. So we told, we totally get that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We don't tell we've been We've been brothers since we were two years old. Yeah. yeah. So I get like the, uh, the look, the, the, the non blood related. Yeah, yeah. But he's my brother. Yeah, you know. Got you. <laughs> yeah, got you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What um, what do you think the difference is between yourself, right, having grown up and gone through all, all that you've gone through, and like somebody else that's in a similar situation that went down a, a more negative path and maybe is not doing positive things, like you know how how people get wrapped up in drug dealing, people get wrapped up in this violence and crime. Where like, what was it about your life that brought you to where you are versus a lot of people that were around you that probably aren't doing that uh first of all um i don't i'm, I'm not i'm no different right because my accomplishment come from them not accomplishing if you want when I, what i'm saying is that i watch them go that way and i looked at myself as i'm you so if you do that the same thing could happen for me but on another note, I always wanted more as a kid, mm. you know, because uh, I remember, um, and this lady, she, uh, a couple years back, because I was always on the news for doing something great, she seen me one time and she said, I remember when you was a kid and um, you was in some surrounding and someone was saying, that's that bellboy. All his family do drugs. All his family ain't don't amount to nothing. Uh, because again, I grew up with five uncle with uh, uh um aunts and uncles that, and they all either died from um drug. They all died from OD or uh, basically or liquor. OD and liquor. That's how my family. My mother actually, my birth mother died from AIDS, and mm. my aunts and my uncles they died from alcohol. Bad liver or OD off of drugs. Got it. So I remember this lady said, this this person was saying, oh, this kid ain't going to be, she was saying to me that he ain't going to be nothing. And I heard her, I overheard her talking, but she wasn't talking to me. She was talking to someone else, but I was right there. Hearing you know, them old, them old, I was doing what you was doing when you met me, ear hustling. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so she was like, she was like, this kid's going to end up just like his family. I ain't gonna amount to nothing. And I said, she said that I said, I don't remember. And she said I was probably like eight or nine years old. She said, um, I she said I said to her after she finished talking, she said I walked up to her and said, Hey lady, 
I ain't gonna be nothing like my family. I'm gonna be successful. Damn. And she reminded me of years later. Years later, not too long ago, of that conversation and what I said. Hopefully so, on a nicer note. Yeah. But and, and she said she apologized. Wow. She apologized to me mm. and stuff like that. But I as a kid, I always wanted more because I ha- I felt like I was I didn't have nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? And me being able to see my friend go through something, it was like, okay, I'm cool. I seen that happen to you. But you gotta be strong though. Yeah, I'm sure. You have I'm to sure be strong minded. Yeah. And and and, and, and it's easy to get grouped yeah, in with the rest yeah, of it, right? Yeah. But I, I think my passion was saying that I wanted before my mother passed on away, my birth mother, I used to always say I'm gonna make a lot of money and get her off of drugs. As a kid, I remember. I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to get my mom off a of drug. I used to say that to one of my best friends, Rondell, who's locked up right now. I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to get my mom um, some. I'm, I'm, my mom ain't going to do drugs no more. I'm going to help her out. Um, uh, you know, um, sad to say that uh, she passed um, early on in life, but I think my passion just kept going because I had a praying grandmother. My grandmother used to say three things to me. And my grandmother died maybe two years ago. She was like almost 100. Wow. Yeah. Um, she caught cancer wow. at like 99. Like, Damn. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's a long life. Yeah. 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 Grandma, thought, you made it. Yeah. 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 Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. 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 It's time. She's, yeah. Like, she's yeah. like, all right, guys. Yeah. 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 I'm going Definitely. out. Yeah. yeah. She was so, a godly woman, you're saying? My grandmother was godly. She, I'm telling you, she said three things to me as a kid. And she said it. During the most wonderful time of the day, she said it. My grandmother used to make this great cake called sweet cake. It was pound cake, but we called it sweet cake. Okay. So every Thursday or Friday, no, every Friday she used to, I used to run from school and run to her house. And she always used to have the small little um, tray for me to eat first. It was always fresh and hot. And I, and I used to love it. And every time I used to eat, she used to say these three things. And she did this for years, scolded to me at the right time. And I paid attention to it because <laughs> I was all, I was a, I'm an eater. Yeah. And she knew how to get me to listen when I'm sitting down eating something that I love. She said, keep a clean record, don't do drugs, and finish high school. That's all she said. Mm. She didn't say go to college or nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. Nah, she didn't say go to college or nothing like that. She said they were clean record. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. And um finish high and finish high school. And grandma, I did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I did it. Beautiful. Yeah. It is. And, and 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 not every time I wanted to do something like crazy, I hear my grandmother's voice. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, yeah. I remember one time at my own, we, my friends and I, uh, he went to go steal a car and we went to go see some girls and he said, come on, let's go. Let's go. I swear to you. I thought I heard my grandmother yelling in my ear. Mm. Keep a clean record. <laughs> like, I'm going to go to jail. I can't good. do this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, so, thank God damn. for grandma. Shout out grandma. Yeah. yeah. Grandmas are always, they're the best. They're always clutch. Yeah. My grandmother's dropped some wisdom on me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, it seems like you, you just refuse to take any negativity and no matter what, just turn it into positivity. Yeah. And you're, you, you take the positive advice and you say, this is positive advice. I'm taking this, take the negative stuff. Like the woman saying, it's never going to amount to anything Mm -hmm. and saying, all right, I'm going to use that as my fuel Mm -hmm. to not be that. Yeah. Or, or he says, block that negative out of here. You know what I mean? I don't need that right now. So what, another thing too, I used to. I used to drink. I used to smoke weed when mm. I was younger. I've been almost 13 years of not drinking or smoking, yeah. mm. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But prior to when I stopped it, right, I used to work at DRS, and I used to do the graveyard shift. Hey. So um, I used to, the only thing I had to do was sit up in the booth and just hit the button and let cars go in. I'm telling you, that whole three years, I didn't do nothing but keep a headphone on and listen to nothing but empowerment. 
trying to build myself up because what I was going through was a uh, was 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 a decade of bad habits. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had to like rebuild myself yeah. Yeah. because you I was going it. through. Yeah, it was a it was a generational yeah thing that made me act this way. Curses. Yes. Yeah. It was a generational curse that made me act the way that I act. Yep. So I had to like really reboot myself. Do a complete 180. I, I did a 180. I'm telling you, man, I was at my whole uh, YouTube was nothing but empowerment for three years because I said to myself, when I go back to the streets, meaning be able and 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 I secluded secluded myself. I didn't go outside. Mm-hmm. Only thing I was doing was just rebooting Harry Bell. And I said, when I'm done with this, I don't want to be. I don't want to be that person that go out on the street and start preaching to people. Nah, well, I wanted people them. to smell the aura of positivity mm-hmm. on me. Spirit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yes. I'm not. I didn't, I didn't. Yes, I didn't want. No, I I didn't, yeah, I didn't want that. I, I wanted to be able. Oh, when when I come around, they just like. Oh, that's. Oh man, you 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 ever? I want you to be able to feel that aura. That's so what he did. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. As soon as you walked up to Harvey that day, I was like, this guy's he's different, you know. Yeah, and that's what I and that's I I worked three years on that. Yeah. I worked three years, and don't and it's still I'm working as today. Every day. Yeah, we we say a lot on here. Uh, well done is always better than well said. Mm. You know, so not preaching, going out. Doing everything. Just so you know, I don't want. I, we have nine minutes on audio. If we wanted to keep going, I just have to switch it out. But I'm letting you guys know. Okay. You're right. Yeah, we're we're good. Cool. Um. Yeah. Did you? I mean, you you already said a lot, a lot of great stuff. Did well, you? N- what do you want to get into? Please tell us. Yeah. yeah. Um. People say. The uh, ask me what was the hardest thing I had to do. Yeah. The hardest thing I had to do was. In order to make my first big sale, and that was, I think, 10,000 books. To where? 7,000 books to a school district. Okay. They said I had to change the cover. From your son's face? Of my son's face and make it for everybody. I already know what you said. Okay. It was hard, but I realized that. Oh, the second one or the first one? Um, the, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Son's face. Yeah. And he went yeah. to go sell it to the school district, and they said, "We'll we'll buy ten thousand, seven thousand copies, whatever it was, but not. We don't want just your son's face on God, it. We want it to okay. be yeah. inclusive of everybody. And on here, it looks like you have yeah all the definitely yeah the skin tones and everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I said to him, I said to myself, because it was hard because this was something that I made just for my son at the time being. I didn't know that it was going to snowball into what it is today. Right. And I realized, I said, a gift for somebody could be a gift for the world. Mm-hmm. And my gift to my son was meant for kids all around the world. Just like how yeah. you said you were, you when you mentor people, you mentor them as if they are your son. Yeah. They're the same age as your son and everything. Mm-hmm. This is just a, that widespread mentorship that you're right. able to, this is able to go a lot further than just you, you, you yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, it's powerful. So yeah, I, I don't been got calls from the Ellen DeGeneres show. Wow, and all that stuff. Nice. Wow. Right now, um, not too long before the COVID, I was supposed to go down there. Michael Strahan, uh, oh nice, was interested in um what I was doing. I heard, and um, we're you know, gonna, I we're was gonna, gonna tag go, him. In we're gonna tag posted. everybody in this. <laughs> I was thinking Tony Robbins too. He does a lot of food stuff. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna ta- we're gonna blow it up with tags. Yeah. My mentor, he he uh he he's a big time. Uh, producer down in LA. Cool. And um uh he just he got a, a company called Propagate. Him and um uh um oh my god the guy used to I used to own A and E. Jewish guy wow. they they him him Will I am and my mentor they got together and did uh Propagate. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. That's epic. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> yeah my partner's in LA right now. He's with he's with um what's that the ex football player that's on Dancing with the Stars. Um, Davis, Vernon Davis. Oh wow! I don't know anything yeah, about football yeah, or yeah, Dancing yeah, with the yeah, Stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's <laughs> that's actually dope, my bro. partner, Ivan. He's actually my partner. He's down Former there. Former tight end. Yeah, yeah. He actually because a lot of celebrities been like they grabbed my book and took pictures with it and wow, stuff like dude. that too. That's awesome. So, what's uh? Well, thanks what's, for coming on. Jeez. Yeah. Before we wrap up though, what's next? What's the what's, what's the plan? Up? Keep doing the book. Keep up with the community events. Keep up with everything. Whatever God leads me, man. I don't know. I just go off the cuff, mm-hmm. and um, 
Uh, whatever I do, I put God first. So hopefully where I land is going to be a place where he want me to land. A little yeah. word of advice for the people too, maybe? Anything you want to, like a, a note you want to leave on? Anything to tell other people? Yeah. Um, the worst thing you can do is think twice to a dream that you had your entire life. Mm. The worst thing you could do is think twice. Get it done. Fight as hard as you can because you never know what you have the world may need. Mm. Beautiful. That is, and we're and we're off on that. Wait, before okay. one last thing before we yeah, finish, yeah. he has his nonprofit. Set oh up yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Where yeah. where can we find yeah, you on sorry. social media, and where can we go to make donations? Yes. yes, um, you can. Everything is color of positive. You can actually Google color of positive thought, Harry Bell, and so much stuff will come up. <laughs> and nice. um, but my um my uh, website is colorofpositivethought.org. You could go there, take a look at some stuff. Um, uh, like I said, I just uh got my status going so um i'm putting pieces together on my website but it is up if you would like to donate to support the movement please go to colorapositive.org and go to our donation section and um make a blessing so we could be a blessing facts sounds good Love it, dude. you're also on uh facebook at harry bell <laughs> color a positive right? thought harry bell and on instagram color a positive thought at color positive thought awesome sounds good yeah thanks, thank man. you so much for coming thank on. you guys for having thanks me. bro we appreciate you yes Mike, yeah. Go for a piece. Cool.